Welcome to the Untribal Podcast, the show that gives you news content by regular people for regular people. Today I'm joined by the Ray Donovan of Scottish Politics, the self-proclaimed fixer. According to his website, anyway, he likes to fix things. Rumour has it his campaign slogan at the next Hollywood election is going to be, don't worry, you're in the solution now. Let's see if you can work him out today. <laughs> Ladies and gents, Daniel Johnson, MSP. How are you doing today, Daniel? Are you all right? Right, and I think that's just about the best uh, build-up I've ever had. I, I think I'm just going to stop there. That's the pinnacle of my political career, so thank you very much. <laughs> no worries at all. Listen, what's your story, Daniel? Tell us a bit about yourself. <sighs> well, where do you want to start? Um, well, look, I mean, I think, you, do you know what? Your, your billing there, it, 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 it does sort of sum me up. Um, you know, if, if people want to know about me, you know, rather than necessarily the big biography, probably the best thing you need to know about me is, is that you know what drives my wife crazy is that my I've got toolboxes everywhere around the house. You know I am I am I I, I genuinely if something is broken I go right let's pull this thing apart look at what's wrong let let's get this thing thing fixed I'm not going to leave it to someone else you know, I'm not going to leave it to another day I, I want to get it done and 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 and, and you know uh, that's really how I end up in politics you know so I you know I've not got the typical background you know you know I've not. You know, not you know, not not sort of spent my 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 career as a, an advisor, or I've not been through local government. And don't get me wrong, I actually think you know, that that is useful and helpful. But you know, I, I come from a business background, and actually that was always the thing that drove me in, in business, whether it was in sort of big corporate job that I had uh, after university, or you know what I was doing working for myself, and I ran uh, my family's business, which is uh, shops in Edinburgh. Um, you. Know, uh, you know the thing that's really important is you're, you're you're constantly making you know tweaking things you know making things work better looking at new things and actually that's very much the approach that i take to politics and and it's what and as you know in terms of my day-to-day -day, what i enjoy doing is those things where i can go right you know i see what's going on here i know who i can speak to i know you know where i can uh you know, put you in touch with or uh, and we can get this thing solved and, and that that is me so there you oh, go. Nice. And you, did you grow up in the South Edinburgh? Uh, yeah, so south, sort of southwest. So I mean, I I grew up in in, in Collington, which was right. you know, lovely. Uh, you know, I, I you know really you know it's re I think Edinburgh is a special place. Full stop. You know, as a you know as an amazing place. You know, as an amazing city and Collington in particular. So and I, I mean, I could literally just about see the start of my constituency. You know, from from the back garden of of, of uh, the, the house that I grew up in, uh, where my parents still live. So, yeah, um, yeah, definitely an Edinburgh boy. Not quite born and, and you know and, and, and raised in my constituency, but not far 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 away. You know, more, you know, the, 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 the south of Edinburgh was very much where sort of I, I gravitated towards. Uh, you know, when I you know in, when I was growing up. Uh, so yeah, a maroon or a green, Daniel? Maroon, really? Ah, I think. Right, okay. I'm just just take away note not to invite you back. Two seconds, but <laughs> but, but like your podcast, I'm not tribal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an actually great start for me. Actually, <laughs> sporting the brand was it? But uh, no, are you going to the game tomorrow? Spartans uh, versus Hearts? Are you going? No, no, I, I've got sort of a busy campaigning day, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, that's one of the problems with this job is you you don't normally end up kind of a bit loaded up, especially on Saturdays with things, which stops you maybe from doing other things. Yeah, sure. So family man, businessman, capitalist, yeah. you would have thought you'd be a be a Tory, no? 
Why labour? Well, you know, you're not you're not the first to make that observation, but you know, let me explain what that's about. You know, you so I mean, I, you know, first of all, you know, especially sort of traditional conservatism isn't about you know fixing things. Certainly not making things as good as they can. I believe in change. You know, and I believe in innovation. And if you apply that to politics, I don't think that lends you to a, a conservative mindset. Um, uh, 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 you know, I. I I, I think there are some really fundamental things which are wrong. And, and I and I really, you know, growing up, you know, that if there's a downside to Edinburgh is I think you know, it's a city of real contrasts. You know, the, there is real wealth, but there is real poverty. And, and I think, all, you know, I was very, I became conscious from quite an early age. I, 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 you know, I had opportunities that you know, not everyone did. Um, I, I, you know, and I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, maybe despite, <laughs> despite appearances to the country, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a very egotistical person. And, and I, I, I realized from quite an early age that there were, there were things that I was able to do. There wasn't because of my own talent. It was just an accident of who my parents were and, and, and where I grew up. And that if I had been born, had just half a mile in a different direction in a different, I, I I'm not. I don't think I would have ended up in the places that I did. I don't think I would be here that's today. And, and and I, you know, that that's not fair. You know that, and you know that basic unfairness. That's the thing I want to fix. Um, you know, and I think you you can't be on the right of politics if 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 you are really serious about that. But look, also in terms of that business and and, and the politics and how does that fit together? Look, I I also have a really fundamental. You know, a, a belief in in work. You, you know, a, a, you know, and the Labour Party is about work. You know, it's it's at its absolute roots. It's a party grounded in the workplace, in labour politics. And I think that there are actually two key principles at the heart of that. And one is fairness at work, absolutely, but also opportunity through work. You know, the the old Labour Party logo. Uh, you know, the, the one of the key uh, principles that surrounded the the Randall was liberty. And, you know, it's about empowerment. It's about opportunity. It's about people realizing their talents. And, and I think that's really important. I actually think it's become even more important. You know, we are, you know, I think one of the things is that we are, we are not really totally grappling with this demographic change. You know, and as we have an older society where we have a, a population where uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a smaller proportion of the, the, the populations of working age, we need to be even more focused on making sure we're maximizing talent because we just can't afford to squander it. You know, you just can't afford to treat labor as some disposable commodity to have people end up, you know, by accident, by, uh, you know, chance, not doing the right thing. You need to absolutely have, you know, this you know, education system, the workplace set up so that you are absolutely putting people in the place where their talent, skills, potential is being maximized. Now, look, that's a bit idealistic, but I think we need to be so focused on it. So, you know, that explains where, you know, that, you know, that, 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 that focus on unfairness, that, 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 that belief in work explains, you know, why I arrived in labor politics. But I actually also think some of those things are really coming to a real point of focus and, 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 are, and are going to become really incredibly important over the next decade or two. Mm. 
I thought you were going to say personally, why am I a Labour and not Tory? Because I'm a fixer. Well, they've been not been very good at fixing things over the past three years. In fact, making it worse has been because well, that, well, but that would be the better one. Can, can, can we scrub what I just said and yeah. go with that? No, I was actually really interested in what you just said, Daniel. And the reason I say that is because you seem like a decent man with decent principles. And I sensed a real kind of hesitation at the beginning of what you said there in terms of your background and the, the privilege that you uh, that, that you came with the, basically your postcodes um, yeah. and it, it almost felt like you had a little bit of shame in that privilege do, do, do oh, I do that's quite a common I mean, thing in Edinburgh isn't it yeah look I mean I, I, I don't hesitate about that I mean the, the pause was just to I think you need to think about how you frame that I, I mean I, 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 I mean I think the glib sort of you know is it you know millennial or gen z way of that you need to check your privilege mm. and I'm I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed per se, but I'm mindful of it. Yeah, I'm mindful of you know, what, you know, where I am, and the fact that I need to be be mindful that some of the things that that, that have put me here are just an accident of birth. Um, uh, you're not to do with me or my efforts, and, and I. I, I think I think rather than shame, it's about humility. I, I am I am humble about that, and I think that that is. Joe, I really think that's incredibly important. Mm. You mentioned you'll be campaigning tomorrow. What will you be saying on the doorsteps? Well, actually, the main thing I'll be doing is surgeries tomorrow. So, okay. um, I, I, you know, I'll be going around to uh, uh, supermarkets, uh, and we'll we'll see. Uh, see if I end up with time, but I'll hopefully catch up with campaign sessions. But look, I mean, in terms of what we're saying at the doorstep, I mean, you know, frankly, um, you know, my 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 standard patter starts with just kind of our, you know, what what's important to you at the moment? Is there anything I, you know we can help with? Um, I, 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 and I I try and not, you know, I certainly don't open up with a, are you going to be voting Labour? Um, that that's a surefire way of, of, of switching people off. <laughs> and, you know, and I, you know, and I'll sometimes, you know, get to the end of the conversation, almost realise I've forgotten to ask that 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 question. Uh, so certainly... Why, why that? Why is that a, a way of switching people off? Why do you think that? Because it's look, because it's viewing politics as an end in itself, and that's right. that's not what politics is for. Right. I mean, poli you know, politics is. I mean, fundamentally, politics is here to serve people. Uh, you know, I, as an elected politician, I'm here to 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 represent them and if i'm immediately you know starting off with uh, um you know uh, 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 are you going to be voting for me it, it's the wrong way round it's more what can i do to justify you voting for me next time you know and i know that's not what i say explicitly but that's the that's the mindset that i i i i come with mm. You, you seem to pride yourself very much on your morality and and principles. I, I find that I find that very interesting. You've not sort of launched in with kind of policies that Labour would implement. You very much talked about yourself and open. Is that, is that something that you strive to do in your political career? Uh, so I, look, I mean, genuinely, I think I think a lot of politicians make the mistake that that policy is what 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 matters, and I don't think people think in policy terms. You know, I actually think fundamentally what politics is about is expressing, I think, priorities. Mm -hmm values so that, that, that i think one of the most important things that you can do is explain how you understand the world and actually how you will approach a problem because ultimately you know you are there to represent you are there to be a proxy um for the people that you represent and to make decisions on their behalf so actually the most important thing you can do i think is explain how you're going to because you're not going to be able to ask them 
an advance. You know, we're not having many referendums all the time. Thank, thank goodness. I think that'd be a recipe for disaster. So you, you, you need to kind of go, well, look, here's the blueprint. You know, here's, here's, here's the decision tree I will apply. And, and so that's why I think, you know, I think values matter. Uh, I think priorities matter. Uh, so it, it, you know, it's not so much that I, I, I don't think it's important to put the politics in, but it actually is how you express that politics. It, it, it is really important, and it's about those things rather than policies. And actually, I think, I mean, actually, it's, it's one of the things that you know, I, I talk about a lot of this about this a lot with colleagues in in the Labour Party. I mean, I think people on the left, because of the the way they think about the world, is you know, is a lot of theory. Uh, you know, in, in left wing politics, that they they think that's what's important. That people want big, long, complicated text, you know, manifestos and policies, and that is all important. But I actually really want they want to know is what do you think is important? What are your values, and how will you make decisions? Well, speaking of policy and left wing politics, do you think Labour's still on the left after Rachel Reeves this week just said that she's going to be uh, cutting taxes for the rich? Uh, over one hundred. Well, look, look, yes, absolutely. We're, we're we're still that. We're still a progressive party. We believe in change. But let me also be clear. I don't think putting taxes up is progressive in and of itself. Why is that? I mean, I mean, look. If if if, if I could deliver all the social change I wanted to without raising a penny of tax, would that would that be wrong? Of course, but I think people think, you know, people with the broader shoulders should be putting more money into we'll, we'll, we'll look absolutely. But what we actually absolutely need to do is make sure that we have a, an economy that works and we need a tax system and a tax structure that, that, that works. And actually, sometimes there are sort of uncomfortable uh, and awkward uh, uh, per, per, permutations for that. So, you know, what our focus is, is absolutely on ensuring that we have growth, because without growth, you just can't invest in uh, the sorts of public services and public institutions, public change that you need to. Um, you, you absolutely need to ensure that, that, that you're getting the investment in, which is why, you know, you look at what Rachel has been focused on and you're learning the lessons of what Biden has been doing in the States with the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, real, you know the last conference, real focus on, on house building as a key agenda uh, for change. Uh, you know, uh, uh, infrastructure, you know, these are core investments. So look, but but as a result, you need to think quite carefully about how the tax system works. You, you, you know, I do believe you, you, if you're going to have tax, it should be progressive. You know, I, 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 you know, I do absolutely believe that those with the broader shoulders should be paying uh, their fair share. Uh, you know, there are, that's not just values, that's just a, a you know, a matter of, uh, you, you know, raw economics in terms of the disposable income that you, you have available if you're a wealthier person than a, 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 a less wealth. But, but at the same time, how and where you put those levels has consequences. And some of those are counterintuitive. Uh, and I think we're seeing that with the Scottish government at the moment, where we've got a, a proposed upper rate, which will only raise eight million pounds. You know, so, and actually, we've got rounding errors that have already been identified in the current budget, which are are bigger than that. You, 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 so you, tax is is not a good in, a, in and of itself. It delivers other things. Absolutely, you need a way of un, you know, of uh, uh, implementing that and, and have uh, principles behind that. Those, have, in my view, those should be pro uh, progressive. Um, but at the same time, you don't do it regardless of the consequence or impact. And, and I think that's really essentially 
what Rachel is setting up. What do you think about Brian Cox uh, coming out saying that he's signed a letter amongst many billionaires and millionaires around the world saying, please tax us. We've got the extra money. We want to put it back in. Look, and I think that's good. And I, I mean, I, I, you know, and I think we need more of that. And I think that, you know, this is one of the big changes in the last 30 years is that actually I think we're in a place where you, it, it is not, not the case where, where the wealthiest are, are saying we don't care. You know, there's a lot of, of that. I mean, you know, another good example of this, I mean, you look at all the stuff that Bill Gates is doing through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, I, I, I think it's really powerful and profound and a, a real sense of moral duty. Uh, uh, the, the one other thing, though, I would say is, you, you know, what we do need to be mindful of, and this is why, why it becomes so sensitive. You, you mentioned the, 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 the global element here. We, we do need to recognise how mobile wealth is. And again, this is one of the, the sort of the, the hard-nosed calculations you need to do, because ultimately, while there may be some absolutely saying the right thing, saying, you know, tax us more, there will be others who will look at those things and go, well, I am, I am going to move my wealth. I am going to move my address. I am going to re-register my interest and take it elsewhere. And then you lose that taxation altogether. And that... Uh, is that do I wish it wasn't like that? I mean, probably, but but I'm also a realist and recognise that you know the, it it is not it is not a sort of one sided calculation. It is quite a complicated judgment and assessment, and, and you need to look at not just the input but the effect when you you're talking about setting tax levels. How do we grow the economy without uh, immigration? Well, look, herein is a really interesting point, because it, it's not just about, you know, so there's a big debate about do you want growth or not, right? And actually just growing headline GDP, it, it, you know, it is not what it's all about. And actually, it, the immigration piece is really important, but it's in and of itself doesn't actually grow the economy. Really what we're talking about is growing GDP per head. You know, it's actually becoming more productive. That's what's really important. So I think I think we need to just be quite careful about what what the different elements absolutely are. So first of all, what we are talking about in terms of growth is not necessarily just headline growth. That's an element to it. Actually, I think what is much more important is actually well, how are you measuring growth? What kind of growth? Your productivity growth, GDP per head. Those sorts of things are actually really, you know, the really critical sorts of measures, and then they're not the only ones. But I mean, let me sort of deal with the 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 the, the immigration point, you know, absolutely head on. You know, we we are facing you know massive demographic change. Um, we are, um, and we will, you know, we need immigration. Uh, not just from the rest of the world, by the way. From from we should also be looking at the rest of the UK as well. Um, from Ireland, because we still have a, 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 a you know, the, 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 the common passport area, you know, we should be looking at actually how can we make our country as attractive as possible for everyone, but it's, and which is why what the Conservatives are doing around immigration is just, just, you know, really so counterproductive, so headed in the wrong direction, so uh, wrong headed, it, 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 it 
it, it's untrue with the sort of the thresholds around income and so on. Now, do we want uncontrolled migration? Probably, probably not. But it also needs to be rational. You know, it, it, you know, it really needs to look at well, what do we need? And right now, I mean, there's sort of shortages in all sorts of uh, sectors that you wouldn't have thought about before, but because we're just making that more difficult, and and it's 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 harming us. So uh, you know, absolutely need migration. But so, because what concerns me is we've got seven hundred and seventy-five thousand people coming into Britain the last year. They're yeah. all coming into the one area. Um, the Conservatives are talking about this one arbitrary number that they need to get it down, but realistically, we need to be shifting the population elsewhere because yeah, regions do. like Scotland need more. So, will you be like pushing Keir Starmer to alter policy so we can move that population around, or how do you think? Yeah, you know, no, no, no. So, I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, the last time Labour was in power, we had um, uh, the Fresh Talent Scheme. So, we had a differentiated, uh, 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 you know, visa system. Uh, for and, and with key skill areas and, and it had demonstrable impacts and, and we you know we are actively you know looking at how we can have uh, uh, you, know, fr you know fresh talent to you know should we ha have the, the the privilege of being in power I mean those are the discussions that that, that we, we are having and, and, and those are the sorts of policies we would want to be pursuing uh, as Scottish Labour. Mm. And, and going back to the economy a lot of you know our podcast is all about trying to break politics down for regular people yeah. so they're not caught up in the, the political jargon. And a lot of yeah. what I hear from politicians is, you know, we need to improve productivity, like you said, grow the economy. But no one actually knows what they mean or what they're talking about or what they're right. actually going to do to implement right. that. What, what, what are Scottish Labour's suggestions? Well, we are not quite at the stage where we're suggesting. Let, let me tell you the things that we are, we are looking at. I mean, let, and actually the work that I'm doing right now. Look, you're right. The, 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 the problem is that productivity gets left as this big amorphous thing and it doesn't really mean anything to anyone um, and, and that and that's really problematic actually what we need to look at are the things that build towards that and they are actually much more straightforward i mean it is you know ultimately if you look at, at the that what is holding productivity back or and conversely what has driven it forward when it has had uh, better periods of growth, it's, a, it's around investment, investment in, in, in equipment, in plant, uh, in skills, although I think sometimes that can be overestimated, uh, and, and critically infrastructure. You know, so, and let me also be clear what I mean by infrastructure is that, you know, infrastructure is roads, rails and things delivered by cable, you know, and I think one of the problems in politics is that we, we there's always this pressure to sort of use fancy language to make you know policy sound better and then you end up with things like words like investment and infrastructure and and there's probably people on my own side even today using these words in these ways so this is this is not a partisan point you, you know but they, they're using them in, you know to describe other things you know so for example you you you, you had the, the 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 former first minister describing uh, you know the 1140 hours policy is the the biggest uh, infrastructure investment in Scotland's history. It's it you know it's a a really important policy. Expanding childcare a really good aim, but it's not infrastructure. Let's not call it infrastructure because it actually distracts from the things that you do. And you know, and ultimately the economy is built on you know you know what I think one really fundamental point, which is that it is the ability for uh, uh, businesses and industries to be able to move uh, 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 basically product from the point of manufacture to 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 the point of sale, 
and for people to be able to move from where they uh, live, from where they need to work or where they want to spend time. And if, if you don't have the infrastructure that can deliver that efficiently, you are holding that back. If you have an infrastructure that enables that to happen well, and you also enable people to invest in plant machinery, you will improve productivity because it is more efficient, more cost effective for people to bring their supplies in to get their goods out, to get their people from where they live and to where they need to be. And let me also be clear, in, in the 21st century, some of those movements are not physical movements they're virtual you know you know so this is why my point about cables <laughs> you know some of those things being delivered by cables are, are you know, is digital so i think how we deliver growth is by having a much clearer eyed focus on investment levels and training levels and having looking at at, at, at the infrastructure that we have and, and our, our key uh, economic assets and where they are and where where they need to be connected to, uh, uh, you know. So I think you know, what that means is we need a, a, a stronger regional view, and we need much better joined up policy to connect those things. And at the moment, for a small country, we make an awful lot of the decision making around these key things very difficult indeed. We have a multitude of different agencies that are all involved in all the things that I talked about, and they don't all talk to one another, and they don't all necessarily have the same shared view of what they need to do and what they are delivering in comparison to the others. And that is all fixable stuff. It's not even, you know, it's not necessarily even about spending more money. If you could spend more money on some of those things, great. But actually some of those things is actually about joining the So look, is that a clear set of policies right now? No. <laughs> Will it be for 2026? Well, I hope to, but, but this is sort of, this is essentially the, the study plan for the homework that I am doing right now for the next manifesto. These are the, the sort of the bullet points that I am seeking to flesh out and come up with the, the solutions to the, the problems that I've, I've, I've identified. So does that make sense? I mean, I, I, I recognize I have a, I, as, as, a, as a person, I have a, a slight tendency to sort of go off on highfalutin <laughs> tangents and, and be somewhere up in the cloud. So I hope that all sort of makes sense. The tangents are what we're here for, uh, Daniel. That's why we do podcasts. So don't worry about that. Um, one suggestion I'd make, uh, for growing the economy would be finding ways to put money back in people's pockets and you know that the okay. energy companies are absolutely rinsing all working people dry at the moment it's, yeah. it's ridiculous how much we're paying how um do you think that we need some sort of wealth tax on them do you think we need to claw some of that money back or well i mean we've obviously got the windfall tax right now um and i think that needs to be forward um i i you know i, th I think I, you know and, and, and as a bait and you know genuinely as a basic principle, wherever you see a sector and industry making uh, unexpected uh, you know, super profits, you, you, I think you do need to look at that. I mean, that comes with the caveat is, you know, we do need to be mindful is that profit is how you generate the funds for investment. You know, it's why profit in and of itself that is not a bad thing either. It's what is done with that profit that can sometimes have negative consequences, but it can also have really beneficial ones. So again, you need to tread carefully, but absolutely. And, and this was the case that the, the, the energy companies, you know, because of the, 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 the spike in global energy prices suddenly found themselves making profits that they had not anticipated. They didn't, you know, as a result, didn't have the investment plans uh, to, 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 to use those profits. So it was absolutely right to do that. But look, the, the approach to this, especially with energy prices, I, 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 you know, we, 
it's why the decisions we're making right now around renewables is so important because actually we're baking in future energy prices for generations to come the decisions we're making right now about uh you know uh whether it's the, the sort of offshore wind but also some of the other things around the uh, uh, uh you know transmission infrastructure that, that that we need the energy storage infrastructure so there's a lot of controversy about some of the proposals for for battery uh plants and things like that because because with because with renewables you have much more variation these are all really critical because these are baking in the, the the cost structure so look absolutely we need to focus on the short term because people are still really hurting right now and i think looking at at, 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 at both both the the uh windfall taxes but actually also the some of the market mechanisms so we can really try to drive down that but i think the, the most important thing we could do right now is make sure that this doesn't just become the new normal that actually we have uh, you know, infrastructure and, and energy systems that enable this country to have you know, as efficient as an affordable energy as we, we possibly can. Uh, as, as, as we, you know, because uh, you know, what we're doing right now is just really ph phenomenal change in the, in the way the economy works. And, and, and energy is about as fundamental the, the economy as you can get. And successful economies are the ones that have reliable access to affordable energy and that has always been the case whether that was in the the age of coal oil or as we move forward into the age of renewables general election predictions daniel who do you think will win in scotland uh, look uh, 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 you know, i try not to be too much of a politician but i'm gonna you know when it comes to predictions i'm gonna be oh, i do it <laughs> i do it everyone tries to avoid it but yeah i dearly won Labour to win. I think we, you, uh, uh, if the election were called tomorrow, uh, you know, I think you know, most people would predict that we would. But let's, we don't know when the election is going to be right now. And let me, let me also be very clear, I, you know, I am, you know, the, 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 the phrase, you know, we can't be complacent. I mean, that's not just a, a thing to say. I mean, it is our mindset. I mean, I still think we, we need to earn the right of to that victory. We need to demonstrate that we're going to make a difference, that we're going to do things differently. And, 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 and let me be clear, I, I still think, you know, there, there is there is road to travel in terms of making sure that people are clear about that. And I'm I'm really clear. So look, I, I, I think if you look to the opinion polls all out last week, and there were quite a lot of them, it, it looks like, you know, Labour would win. It looks like Labour would do well in Scotland, you know, maybe draw level or maybe even uh, move forward. but 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 let let me also be clear i know to make that a reality we 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 need to keep pushing really very hard and we really need to make it clear that, that you know what you know that we would make a change that would be different you know that we we would have a that we would have a, a government really focused on those fundamentals you just mentioned because i, I just don't think we have I, you know i think you know taking you know the cost of living seriously and people's day-to-day -day issues seriously that that's what's really important.